Hey guys, it's Brittany. Welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast, where we have long form conversations and hear stories from people who are bringing truth, inspiration, and encouragement into the world. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast. It's me, Brittany Jones, and I'm here with my friend today, Jacqueline Carell. Hey, Jacqueline, how are you? Hi, Brittany. I'm, I'm great. Happy to be Good. here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here. Jacqueline and I met um, through all of the mask challenges and all of the drama that we've been seeing over these last two years. Um, She has stepped up, as you can see in the board behind her. She is going to be running for school board in Volusia County. But we connected um, just through some mutual friends in this fight, if you will, for our protect our children's innocence and give them the ability to breathe fresh air. Who knew that these would be things that we were fighting about in 2021 and 2022. And so I'm super excited that Jacqueline is running for school board. And today she's going to tell us a little bit about herself and her platform and why she has decided to run. So Jacqueline, I'm going to let you take it away and kind of share with us a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, I am a wife and a mom of three. Um, I was raised in Volusia County. Um, Man, what started this out for me was um, I never thought I would be in politics ever. I never had considered throwing my hat in the ring. I'd always kind of kept an eye on things. Even when I was a teenager, I wanted to go into journalism originally. And so I always kind of more so than my friends when I was young, kept an eye on things, but I never thought that I would be in this position for myself. Um, What really got me into it was I started going to mom groups and mask rally, anti-mask rallies and well, not anti-mask, pro-choice, I would say when it comes to, to rights and things like that, that's more where I stand. I just think everyone should have a right to, to do what they think is best for themselves and their children and their families. But so I was going to all these meetings and rallies and uh, Florida Freedom Keepers and things like that. And what I kept hearing everywhere is, you know, someone has to run, someone needs to do something. We can't let this, this go. We got to fight for our rights. And I, that resonated with me. And then what really got me into it was I went to a school board meeting early on to speak out against the masking of the children. And in Volusia County, that was the meeting that they, they wouldn't let us speak. They shut us down. They threw, literally threw us out. Um, some moms were being dragged on the ground. Um, it was, it, it got pretty intense. And uh, it was at that meeting as we were being escorted out by the police, they, they weaponized the police against parents before even the DOJ decided to call us domestic terrorists. Um, wow. So as the police was taking us out, I told them all, I said, you know, we're going to come for these seats. We're not going to forget this. And, you know, after attending all the meetings and things like that, I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm someone, why not, why not me? I have the time. I have the, the passion for it. Um, you know, I, I can do this. Yeah. I felt, I felt, I prayed about it a lot and um, that's what, you know, made me throw my hat in the ring. So here I am now running for school board and um, it's, it's already been a battle and even just, even just throwing my hat in the ring and my name, put getting my name on the ballot has already affected change because we have some of the incumbents that have been sitting on the board that have kind of changed their tune a little bit. And they they're saying, Oh, someone's running against us. Oh no, let's be more careful what we do and say. So um. I, you know, I'm just trying to affect what change I can and um, just bring a light to the things that are going on and have been 
being done in darkness pretty much up until this point. So, yeah, it was very eye opening to start attending the school board meetings also myself and see um, a couple things. One, just to your point, a blatant disregard really for what the parents have to say. Um, even though our meetings, they were given, we were given three minutes, 10 people could speak. That's it. You know, Mm-hmm. no extended time, no, no, like listening really to your constituents fully. Um, but you would go and I would speak and I would prepare my speech and I would time it out three minutes. So I knew I could like get all my points across and you're done and you feel great. And they go, okay, thank you. And the next person, and that's right. it. That's all the the feedback you get. And it mm-hmm. became really disheartening that, um, you know, we had, here in Orange County, it's become quite, a, you know, a conversation, but we had some of these explicit books brought into the meetings and we would try to read them. We had someone try to read them and they were immediately kicked out of the room because what was being read was inappropriate, which is of course, ironic since, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old kids can walk into their public or I'm sorry, their school library and just check this book out, but somehow it's inappropriate for, you know, a setting where it's all adults. Um, so I'm curious what things have you seen in Volusia, because I know it's different than Orange County um, and you guys are seeing different things. What in particular have you been seeing over the last two years, other than the masks? Because we, I think we know that's kind of where a lot of this started for so many yeah, of us. Of yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, uh, we had the LGBTQ guidebook uh, that surfaced in, in Volusia County where a lot of people didn't know that it existed. I, I didn't until I started looking into it. No, what is that? So it's a guidebook that they gave to teachers and um, staff and guidance counselors, et cetera, that would basically was a was a guide of how to help these kids and counsel help, I say in quotes loosely, these kids transition um, to di- different genders or to talk to them about their sexuality, if, if they felt that they couldn't talk about it at home, things like that. But the main problem with it was there was this whole section that was counseling the, the children and also teaching the, the, the teachers and the counselors how to keep all this information away from the parents. Um, so it was, you know, things like, well, if, if the child is transitioning from gen into a different gender, make sure you use their birth name with the parents. Don't call them by their chosen, you know, new name, you know, things like that. And, and it was purposely withholding information from the parents, which is wrong just in general, but now illegal. So even when this was brought to the forefront and we were trying for weeks to get this taken off of, it was available on the Volusia County website and it was, you know, being circulated in the schools. Um, it took weeks and weeks and weeks that they didn't care that they were breaking the law by still having this available. Um, so that's one, one, a huge thing that, that came, came to light here. Cause there's a lot of people in Volusia County that, that were doing that whole thing of, Oh, well, it's not here. Like, oh, it's in Virginia, it's in California for sure. It's this and that, you know, New York, whatever. It's it's but it's not here. And <clears throat> no, it very much is here. Mm. And um I think that's that's very enlightening to to enlightening to figure out that oh wow, this is happening in my town where, you know, maybe we didn't really have a lot of the readings and things like that going on. But I mean, those books and and stuff still exist here too. Um, so I don't know, Volusia County has, has tried to act like it's less traumatic, I guess, than other places, but we still have a lot of the same problems and they have just ha- put more of a, um, clamp down on the information getting out and the public speaking and bringing things to light. That's one thing I've noticed that's been really big here. Hmm. Um, one of the I, huge, I have, oh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I actually, I have seen that document and I didn't realize that it was from Volusia County. And mm-hmm. just so people, because I realize not everyone is like as, you know, in tune, if you will, yeah. as we are, because we've sure. become this way over the last two years. But that document in particular, it, it actually, to Jacqueline's point, it coaches the teachers, the administrators. It, it specifically and literally says, use the child's birth name when you're speaking with the parent, but at school, they're allowed to use uh, whatever name or pronouns that, that they choose. Exactly. I actually had a conversation over the weekend with my girlfriend who is a Democrat and we are still friends, believe it or not, that can happen in real life. Um, and you know, she sees all the things that I'm doing and was asking me about this in particular. And I said, it really is happening. There is a woman. So January little John had her daughter who the school attempted to transition her daughter without her knowledge. And, um, that's crazy. (laughs) I would be livid if something like that happened, um, with my children. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think people realize that, yes, there, there are documents and things that are being shared with our public school teachers, administrators, counselors that are actively, um, attempting to sever that parent-child relationship. And it's something, well, if we could, let's just talk about this really quick. You know, we, we learned directly from James Lindsay, who is like a genius when it comes to all things Marxism. Actually, since seeing him in Tallahassee a few months ago, I've done a deep dive into a lot of his work and a lot of his research. And, you know, he talks very specifically about how this is, this isn't just like, this isn't about tolerance. This isn't about helping children. It is, there is a, uh, it's an undermining of the parental parent relationship and it is purposeful. And there is 100% uh, an agenda to disrupt the core um, family values. So I don't know if you've done much like deep dive on any of that, or if there's anything else you'd want to add to that. Well, um, you know, I hear a lot of people tell me, especially when they find out that I'm running for school board, they're like, oh, you know, we're so thankful that you're running. The system's so broken. And I tell them all the time, it's not broken. It is functioning exactly how it's meant to function. Mm. They are being, they're very successful. So when you hear this notion of like, oh, it's, it's broken and it needs fixing, like, no, it needs to be completely dismantled. That's what needs to happen because it's not broken. It's very deliberate to, to your point, what you were saying. And, um, you know, I've noticed even over the years of my oldest is 15 and my youngest is six. So in that range of being a mom, um, I've, I've seen a shift in the way that you're even, I guess the, the narrative is they're trying to separate, like you said, they're trying to separate the kids from the parents, but it starts at infancy with the big uptake in baby books telling you, Oh, let the baby cry it out. Let them self, you know, self soothe self, everything. All of it is about, this mental preparation of like, let them like fuck up and take care of themselves. Like they, they're little adults and that's not what children are. Children are, are children. They're not, yeah. they're not any adults right. and um, they don't function that way. So I've seen a move in our society to really mentally program us to separate our, our parental abilities and rights um, starting at even empathy. Um, yeah. And that's scary. And so now you're seeing that kind of snowball and trickle into what's happening now. Um, 
and it's, it's really, it's, it's terrifying and it's evil. <laughs> that's what it is really. It really is. And again, like you said, I mean, that's a great point. It's not broken. Maybe mm-hmm. the way that we grew up and the way our parents grew up and their parents grew up, it, it obviously looks nothing like that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But the system that they've put in place is actually functioning exactly like they want it to. So that's a great point. You have other things like social emotional learning And, um, we've seen just some different things here in orange County that have come through that, you know, you have, I I just want to back up and say, you and I are huge supporters of teachers and good teachers and education as a whole, when it comes to, uh, kind of the basics, if you will, reading, writing, math, like, and, and you hear people say this because it's true. Like the vast majority of people don't necessarily want their children learning about gender identity or, or any of these like social issues, um, they really would prefer their, the teachers in, in a teaching setting to be teaching (laughs) these things that are, are, um, that will build our children up for success in the future. And so you have all of these other kind of, um, platforms and different pieces of curriculum that they try to pull in that pull in a lot of these ideas. Like yesterday, I literally saw one um, from Prodigy, which I know so many of our kids use Prodigy. The math question was um, in a in a classroom of 50 children, a third of them um, identify as non-binary. How many children are non-binary? Like why? Why right. is that a math question? Right. It, it, to your point, their system is working beautifully and they've figured out a way to implement and, and insert it into every area of academics. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, people, especially in Florida, thankfully for our, with our governor, you know, it's like, oh, it's not in our curriculum. Ron DeSantis said, no, it can't be in the curriculum. Well, yeah, that's that's right. But even if it's not directly in the in the curriculum, like you said, it's coming in sneakily and like certain questions, but it's also coming in in supplemental material and also even in, um, surveys that they do. Uh, that's one thing that I've noticed. Yeah. Um, so those, CDCs those, are, those are paid for by the CDC and like Mark Zuckerberg yeah. foundation. And yeah, sorry. Okay. Let you no, know. No, no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's getting in there. They're getting, it's, it's like the subliminal messaging now that you see, well, now it's getting bolder. You've heard with Disney and stuff, but like they're just blatant, but it used to be subliminal messaging and kids shows and movies and things like that. Like little bits and a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, and that's the same thing that's happened with the schools, but now they've, they've become so emboldened that it's just, it's up in your face. And I think that's the only thing that's good about what's been going on is that now people can see it. And they're seeing it for what it is. You know, it's not like, oh, well, you're, it's a conspiracy. It's like, no, it's, oh, it came home on my kid's paper. Now I, okay, I believe it now. Um, so, I mean, that's the only good that's coming from all this bad that's coming to light is that it's, it's the light is being shown on it. And people are saying, oh, people who, who wouldn't have questioned it before um, are starting to. And, um, and, you know, I'm really thankful for that. So that, that's what I hope to do in, in my position is, you know, on the school board is, is to kind of peel the curtain back and, and shine even a further light and, um, you know, really get information out to the public, to the parents, to the teachers. Um, that, that's one thing that I'm, that I'm hoping to do. That's a big part of my campaign. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about what else is on your campaign uh, platform, if you will. Uh, obviously, transparency is a huge one. Yeah. 
Um, supporting teachers, I know is a big deal for you. What else are you kind of thinking as you move forward in your campaign? Well, I, I want, like I said, I feel like the public schools, the way that they're functioning, it's like, it's not broken. Um, it's, it's functioning the way it is on purpose and that needs to be dismantled. I feel like the schools need to, there needs to be an expectation that these public schools are going to compete with all of the other education options that are out there. Um, you know, I'm a big supporter of charter schools, private schools, Christian schools, uh, homeschooling, unschooling, public school. I, I, I feel like education is a very, should be a very personalized thing to the, to the family and to the child. And um, I want families to know that there are other options, but I also, you know, we embrace the free market in all other realms, but not so much so in education. Hmm. And, you know, in, in the public education system, it's, oh, you're zoned for the school, that's your school. You know, um, you don't have a lot of options. You can't, I mean, there's variances, yeah, yeah I, I get all that, but really you can't really shop around if you're, if you're going that route and you kind of have to take what they're offering. And I don't think that it should be like that anymore. I feel like public schools need to be, need to be able to compete with all of these other options. You know, I, I'm a big supporter of um, the step up scholarships for families to help give them families that wouldn't have access to other options, but financially help to give them those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think that, you know, people say, oh, well, that's taking money away from public education. Well, public education needs to be competitive. Yes. Let's, let's, let's fix this to where they, they are good places for children to actually learn, you know, not be indoctrinated with just an agenda or these ideals, but um, to just learn the basics that they need to be successful, how, how to re- read properly, speak properly, how to critically think, you know, that's not being taught in our public schools. And, um, you know, I don't want to, I'm not anti-public school. I'm let's, let's make public schools competitive with all these other options um, by bringing it back to what education should really be about. The All My Favorite People podcast is proudly sponsored by Peace Love T-Shirts. Go to peacelovetshirt.com to see the entire All My Favorite People collection of shirts, hats, and bags. While you're there, check out the other collections from our collaborators like Healing and Hope, The Controversy, and Ink Happy. Go to peacelovetshirt.com and use code FAVORITE for $5 off your first order. I hadn't really considered that. Does Volusia County have... um, a significant amount of charter schools and options for kids? Yes, we do have charter schools and we have a lot of um, private schools and there's also a lot of homeschool co-ops. So there's a lot of options. <laughs> well, and I, <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, I, I love the point you made just about it being personalized, like, yeah. like anything else in our life, you know, you, you have to kind of weigh out all your options and choose what's best for you or your kids or your family. And um, I agree. I don't think school should be any different here in Orlando. I'll give you a little backstory on us. We, um, when we first got married, I was a single mom. And so I had my son already. He was, uh, you and I have that in common actually. Um, (laughs) And um, young mamas. And so, uh, so he was four when we got married and um, I this is kind of embarrassing, but I was one of those moms. It was like, Oh, I need to register my kid for kindergarten. Like that just came up out of nowhere. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't ready. And the area of town where we lived was, um, the school actually that he was zoned for was, I, it was either a D or an F school. It was not a good school. Yeah. And so I'm kind of frantic and 
uh, trying to figure out where I can send my son that's just going to give him the best opportunities. And I found this uh, charter school that was a little bit away from my house, but worth it for me to drive my son, son there. And um, it's actually, it's called Nat Ford Community School. It's, it was right in the heart of downtown Orlando. Um, it was predominantly black. My son was one of two white students that attended the entire school. And he got integrated into just like, that's real life, man. That's Florida. That's Orlando yeah. for you. Like you're going to be yeah, around yeah. different kinds of people forever. Absolutely. And uh, so I loved it. I actually like, it's, it's rare when you're like white and a minority, <laughs> but he was, and I, I, he, yeah. it was just such a, um, it really felt like a, a family because it was, right. it was all kids from downtown and, and they all lived near each other and played together and yeah. uh, hung out at the community center together. And so that's kind of where my son's school journey started. Um, and we did end up moving. So he was in public school for about a year and a half until we found another charter school um, when we had moved to another part of town. But all of my kids have attended charter school. Um, my youngest two for their entire schooling career have been in a charter school. Mm-hmm. And to my point on diversity, you know, that school is so, so incredibly diverse. Every nation is represented. Every religion is represented. Um, since sexuality seems to be the hot topic of the day, I will tell you there are all sorts of students and teachers there um, mm-hmm. that, that run that spectrum as well. And it's actually a beautiful thing, in my opinion, to have these charter schools where um, I, I, I really feel like that might be kind of our, our last hope, if you will, for diversity of thought. Um, where the public schools have just been, um, to your point, inundated with this uh, very progressive Marxist, if we're going to be honest, ideology. Um, The charter schools are kind of that last hope of where parents have a lot more say, at least, you know, in our school, that's the, that's the way it is. And, um, and and it feels like a community in and of itself where you can really have a diversity of people and a diversity of ideas and um, still be very, very involved, you know, in your child's education. So um, that's my little plug for charter schools. No, and I think that that's, that's amazing. But, uh, you know, Volusia County is kind of known, well, if you, if people are paying attention, then they, then they know, has very adamantly been against charter schools. Mm. Um, so we had one in, um, Ormond beach that was trying to get going and they kept shutting him down, shutting him down. He took every Avenue, the, the guy who was putting it together, took every Avenue to try to get approval for it. And they just would not, they were so against it. And he took it all the way up to the, um, the Supreme court, um, in, in our state and he won. Wow. And so they were very unhappy about that. So, but when I look at that as a big, as a bigger picture, I'm like, why why the opposition? Why so strong? If you're so, con- if you're, con- if you are con- like content in knowing that you are offering, like Volusia's slogan is something like, oh, the best place to learn. Okay. Well then why are we not giving families other options if, if for what's best for them? Because yeah. not, not education should not be a one size fits all unless, like you said, you know, people have said it, they're indoctrination camps. Well, that that's, that's, people are right to say that because that's how they're functioning. And it's like, don't question the narrative. Don't do any, don't step out of line. Don't do anything different. Don't be an individual. Don't critically think. Um, so yeah, that was very disheartening 
uh, to me when I learned of that, because when it was actively going on, I wasn't aware of it. Cause of course it's not in the news and as, I mean, a little bit here and there in the papers and stuff, but it's not something that's covered broadly. And um, so when I found out how opposed they were to other education options, I'm like, that's a, that's a huge problem. It's like, you just want to have a monopoly and you just want to just want to rule. It's, you don't want to, you don't want to be competitive. Like I said, like, let's make these public schools competitive. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm glad that you and your family can attest to what a good positive experience you've had. Cause that was the better fit for you. Yes. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny because it kind of does go back to the mask issue. Like, Mm-hmm. Can myself as the parent choose what's best for my child? Why is that something that is questioned? And why do we need a law to tell us that we have the right to choose these things for our children? It's kind of insane, right? Um, I feel like I've been using that word a lot lately. <laughs> uh, let's go back to your point uh, that you made earlier about some of the uh, current school board members who have suddenly changed their tune. One of the uh, beautiful things about the internet, which we all know there's good and bad here. Uh, (laughs) but one of the great things is, and I don't know if you guys do this is all of that is on public record. There is, um, months and months, if not years now of video Mm -hmm. of each meeting where so many of these school board candidates, because we have them here in orange as well, who are like suddenly like the champion of the children when for two years we masked them or we gaslighted them and teachers and said, oh, you can, oh, you can't, oh, we're going to let you take it off. Oh, just kidding. Put it back on. So (laughs) yeah, tell us about what you've seen um, in regards to your current school board, what that's going to look like, hopefully, if you can take that seat. Well, our current school board voted unanimously to mask the kids, and um, they were pretty confident in that decision, um, you know, for the first year and a half. When everything first came down from DeSantis, when he pulled back all the mask mandates, that's what I'm talking about. Um, So then we were armed with that. Well, well, the governor says, you know, you can't require the children to be masked anymore. And Volusia was one of the, I believe it was 12 counties in Florida that said, nope, we're going to still do what we want to do. and you know, it, it wasn't till t- when I when I said very early on that I am, was already affecting change by running my campaign. I filed to run um, my campaign, and then it was like two weeks out from that where um, some of the school board members then started being like, "Oh, well, you know, I think that maybe we should pull it back. Maybe we should listen to the governor. Maybe we should. Maybe masks weren't effective." And I'm like, "Okay, well, it's funny when you challenge somebody's seat, how quickly they are to say, hey, oh, wait, um, I." I don't, I never really liked that, even though I voted for it. Um, so I, pe- that's what I'm saying. Like people can enact change just by getting their hat in the ring. Like, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, at the very beginning stages. Um, but eventually uh, Volusia County did vote to, to remove it. But, you know, I, I still see, you really have to judge people on what they do under pressure, especially when they're essentially like, if you're on the school board, you are the policy creators. You are the people who you, you set all the policy for everyone else and it trickles down. Right. Um, what you do and the decisions you make and when you're in leadership in a time of crisis or a time of, uh, stress or, you know, of the unknown that, that really matters. That says a lot about how you're going to handle things going forward. And, you know, I, I hope we see things start getting better, but the way things are 
are so chaotic in the world right now. You just don't know. So God forbid something even more tyrannical or more intense comes down the pike. Those people have already showed you how they, they work under pressure. And, and so I'm trying to tell people like, we need to change. What is it? A lot of these people have been in these positions for a long time, or they've been connected to the school system for a really long time. So when someone tells you that they've been working for the school district for 30 years, <clears throat> excuse me, and then you have all these problems with within the school system, who who do you think that was was on watch when that was going on? You know, and, and I noticing now that things have kind of died down. There's a little bit less of a fire under people because things are starting to go back to normal and have and in some areas have completely gone back to, to normal. Um, they're kind of free passing a lot of this. And I'm telling people, you know, no, we got to remember what these people did. We told them in that heat of the moment because it wasn't just me. It was a lot of people saying we're not going to forget this. Well, here we are now it's election time and people are going around and glad handing and, and smiling and attending events and, you know, have changed their tune. It's like, well, how quickly we forget, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't want people to do that. Um, you know, judge people by their actions of, of what they did, hold people accountable to their votes. Because if I get on the board, I'm going to say when I get on the board, yeah, girl. Um, uh, I, that's what I want the public to do to me. Hold, hold me to what I, what I say, pay attention to how I vote, um, you know, come to the meetings or watch them online and, and listen to, to what I'm saying and actually watch what I'm actually doing. Yeah. Um, and, and hold me to that because, you know, I'm asking people to do that now with the incumbents and in, in their counties. I don't know. I, I I'm just saying, I I'm not looking for a pass at all. Like I want the eyes to be on me and what I'm doing hold me accountable because I'm asking everyone else to hold other people accountable. And I think that that's why we've gotten to where we're at in the political system in our country at all levels. It's because we have let, we haven't been paying attention for one and we free passed a lot of things and we keep electing these same people into these positions and, and expecting something to change. It's like, you know, if they haven't done it for the last four years, eight years, 12 years, whatever it may be, et cetera, you know, like our, our president, 40 plus years, whatever. Why, why do you think that anything is going to change now when they're coming around now that they need, need your vote? So, um, you know, just be vigilant. And, and, and I, I hate when people say, well, do your own research, you know, cause it's been so overused, but it really comes back to that. Don't just, even if it's a group that you trust, like, oh, that's a conservative group, or, you know, this is my local Republican club or whatever. Yeah, that you know, take take the opinions of your and thoughts of your friends into consideration, but also don't just rely on that for everything that you do because groupthink is easy. It happens. It happens in in every scenario, even with the the most well intentioned people. So you really got to look into things for yourself. <laughs> well, I love I love that. I agree. Um, if you are in Volusia County, Orange County, Seminole, wherever you're at. Yeah. Go back and watch some school board meetings. Um, they're boring and entertaining. I don't know how that's possible at the same time, but they certainly are. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, just a, on a personal note, Jacqueline, I would encourage you to go back and start clipping some of the things that these people have said over, over the last few years. And I've encouraged other candidates to do the same with whoever they're running against, because you're right, people do forget very quickly. And, and they'll argue with you too. They'll say, there is no way that happened. And I'll say, I was there. It was to my face or I saw it or I was sitting right there. And they'll say, no way. And then I'll say, well, like for like the mask thing, 
just throw that in. Um, October 27th, 2020 was the one you could find it on YouTube. You could see the moms being dragged out um, in Volusia County. And I will literally show people and they'll go, oh my gosh, like, I didn't know that did that happen? And it's almost as if you can, sometimes you can even show them and it's like, they still don't believe it. It's right in front of their eyes, you know? And they're like, oh, wow. Um, so yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut mm, you off. But. No, that's good. Well, and that's a testament. The fact that people can look at something with their own two eyes and still not believe it is mm-hmm. a testament to this indoctrination culture that we are currently yeah. just living in. Um, like I said, you know, I had to sit with a friend over the weekend and say like, here's the form that I'm telling you about. They are actively transitioning children without parents knowledge. And, you know, it's one of those things that's a particular topic, you know, masks, I get, there's a lot of feelings on either side. Um, and again, I think you mentioned at the beginning, it wasn't ever about no masks or masks. It was about the choice of the parent to make the best decision for their child. Same thing with, um, all of this transitioning stuff, but, you have people on both sides of the political aisle who can agree that um, certain things just are not appropriate um, or, or age appropriate for, for kids. Um, And it's okay for those of us that are bold and willing to stand up and, and kind of call them out on the things that they've been, the actions that they've been showing, the way that they've voted, the words that they've used over the last two years. Um, If we don't hold them accountable and we don't hold their feet to the fire, like who will really. Um, and so I know that it's been our mission, you and me both over the last, uh, year or so to really kind of call these people out and and hold their feet to the fire. Um, you spoke just a minute ago about how people, uh, respond in challenging times or, you know, difficult Mm -hmm. under difficult circumstances. I just want you guys to know a little personal story between me and Jacqueline uh, that I'll share and I'll, I'll, I'm not naming names girl, but I will say, um, I have seen Jacqueline literally be faced with, um, lies and, um, just a misconstruing of her motives and character. And she has always stepped up with tons and tons of grace and professionalism, um, and really, um, but also with grit, like she's not going to let somebody character assassinate her, um, which I have fully appreciated kind of getting a little bit of a front row seat to see, um, you not backing down and you standing up for yourself, your morals, your beliefs, and the kid, like not only your own kids, but the kids that you, you know, eventually will be helping by being on school board. So I just want people to hear from my mouth and me say, I have witnessed that with my own two eyes, just her intense, um, level of character throughout this entire situation, believe it or not. Um, and again, we won't go super into this, but there are people even on our side that would prefer to kind of keep things copacetic and keep it mellow. And like, as long as you've got the little red R next to your name, like everything's good for us. But, um, if you guys have been paying attention to what I've been saying over here for the last year is that I don't care if you have an R next to your name. Uh, I need you to not be beholden to anyone. I need you to not be an establishment person. I don't, give a crap about the establishment. That's me. I'm speaking for me right now. (laughs) 
I'm working with you on that notion for sure. And thank you. That was very sweet of you. I yes. And, you know, at the end of the day, we need bold people who are willing to stand on the truth, period, and who are not going to be bullied. And I've seen my friend here get bullied and it's not cool, y'all. Okay. Y'all need to stop. Leave my friend alone. <laughs> um, but without going into, you know, great detail and, and like I said, I don't, I don't want to belabor this, but at the same time, like you have faced some challenges in this run for school board and it is disheartening to see that it's people kind of from within, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. To your point of like people not like saying they want change, but not really wanting to like rough up the waters or actually make the change. Um, I, I've definitely have seen that a lot. And I think sometimes I think it's sometimes unfortunate that, you know, just we as humans, you know, we're not supposed to gossip and all that kind of stuff, but people like to get together and kind of gossip and or complain. And I feel like sometimes they get together and complain and say, hey, you know, we need to make a change and we need to remedy this. But do they really do they really want that? You know, like, do they do they really want to not have a reason to complain? I don't know. Like, sometimes I I kind of question it in some some arenas um because there has been such and it's not just me I've seen it with other candidates too and other races higher up much higher up races um you know everybody says that they want to back like the the, I don't want to back a rhino but um but then when it comes to putting like their money where their mouth is or their verbal support where their, where their mouth is, uh, that I don't see that happening. And I think that that's really unfortunate because I've had so I've gone to a lot of events, a lot of meetings, a lot of things, you know, this county and other counties just in solidarity and stuff where people will come up to me and literally say, oh, I've looked into, I heard you speak, or I looked into, you know, what, what you said about this or what you did and this and that. And I think it's so great that you're running. Thank you for being bold and wanting to be out there. And I support you. And I'll be like, oh, thank you so much. You know, I really, I truly in my soul, like appreciate that. But then I'll say, oh, well, you know, would, would you like a yard sign or a sticker or something? And it's like, oh, no, 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 I can't, they can't know that I said that, you know? And I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's super like just soul crushing to think like, oh, well, so you, you think like me, you think, you know, you want to see the things that I'm saying, but you're too scared to really, to put it out there that that's what you think. And I, that was what breaks my heart because not just, not just on a personal level, on like a big picture level of that's why we are where we are in our country right now is because, because of fear and God has not granted us a spirit of fear, you know, it's courage and understanding. And that's what I try to move forward. And I, you know, like you said, I've had people literally threaten me and my family and uh, I've, and I tell, and I've responded and by not quitting. And I keep showing up because I'm like, you're not going to push me out. You're not going to scare me. You know, I know who I am, but I also know whose I am Yeah. and I'm not going to move forward in fear. And I'm in, and the spirit in me and the spirit that of God that, you know, that upsets some people's demons. And that just, that's just the reality of it. It's cliche. And, you know, as it sounds, but it's just true. So all of us, no matter what it is that we're doing, whether we're running for office or, um, you know, involved in these groups or, you know, just trying to enact change in our, in our own school or in our own lives or, or hosting a podcast or whatever it is, we just need to be secure in the fact of like, we're doing what the Lord is calling us to do. And we're shining light in the darkness. And of course, there's going to be people that want to squash that and call that because it, it upsets the smooth, you know, whatever scenarios they have going on, that's benefiting them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and my pastor pointed out and a while ago, he, he did a sermon that I really like. It has really resonated with me. Um, he described how, you know, in Ephesians, it tells us to put on the, um, the armor of God. Uh, what, you know, the blessed breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, you know, sort of spirit, you know, going through the whole thing. He said, you've seen this in movies, you know, you know what this looks like. It's, it's based off of a, a Roman's um, battle attire. Well, one thing that I'm sure you've noticed when you've seen it in movies, et cetera, is that you're guarded from the front. You're, there's no really protection on the back. So what does that tell us? That we are called to be on offense. We are called to forge for like for when you're being attacked, you're definitely going to die because you don't have any protection on your back. You have the breastplate, but you have nothing, nothing behind you. So uh, that really resonated with me is like, no matter what is coming towards me, no matter what is attacking me, I'm going to keep moving forward um, in my faith uh, because that's, that's where my protection is, is in the armor of God. And in, 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 in my relationship with him, I, I feel like I'm doing, I prayed on this a lot before I got into this and I feel like I'm doing what I'm called to be doing, win, lose, whatever. I'm, I'm still bringing attention to things that people want to keep under the rug. Um, and yeah, so that really resonated with me. And so I, whenever I get down or where I do feel like I'm being attacked, I remind myself of that. Like, no, I'm, I have to forge, I have to move forward because mm. that's what I'm called to do. You know, if I return a retreat, then, then I die and they win regardless. So that's yeah. kind of kept well, me going. <laughs> and then there's something about just being obedient. Like you said, win, lose, or whatever, you're being obedient to the call that Christ has put on your life. And that's all you can do. I mean, you, the rest is in his hands. Well, and something my husband and I were talking about the other day, which this reminded me of is that, um, I'm a huge Jordan Peterson fan. I don't know if you've ever read or listened to him. I love him. And my husband knows that he and I mentally, you know, we're involved. Like yes. I love him. And so I'm like, you know, I love you, honey. He's like, I know, I know. And so no, it's, it's my, like a joke in our house, but I'm just like, oh, I just love this man. So yes, sorry. No, it's good. Cause <laughs> that's girl, kind of how it is in my house too. He's like, Jordan says, Jordan says, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and of course it's always the Bible first y'all. So don't yes. get it twisted, but yeah, Jordan know. Peterson is pretty amazing. And Jordan says <laughs> one of the, one of the big things that he talks about is turning and facing that thing, whatever that thing is, the sh- whether it's a struggle or something hard or something that just seems impossible or something that God's calling you to that you're like, I don't want to do that. There is power in turning towards it facing it dead on and voluntarily stepping forward into it. There is like, like so much power in being able to uh, voluntarily take on the difficult things. And I really truly believe that's biblical too, in the sense of, um, you know, God's calls, God calls us to be bold. He calls us to be strong and courageous. And actually I just talked about it in my last podcast with Ralph, pastor Ralph, but he actually commands us to be strong and courageous. And he says, don't get weary. Don't get discouraged. He knows that part's going to happen. He knows we're going to be afraid. But at the end of the day, like it's on him. He gets to do the hard part. We just have to be obedient and walk into it. So I am crazy thankful for you, my friend, and for your boldness and your obedience to do that. Um, I, I only wish you lived in Orange County so that I could vote for you, really. Thank you. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I'm going to let you tell everyone 
how they can support you um, and your mission to become school board uh, member in Volusia County and where they can find you online, follow you and uh, just send her love because the haters love messaging her too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, well, my website is almost up. It's going to be JacquelineCorral.com. Um, so we're working on that. It's almost ready. Uh, but also you can email me at JacquelineCorral at Yahoo.com. And um, I can give you any information if you'd like a sign or we're, we're really big into uh, trying to get financial contributions right now. Uh, because like, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm not establishment. So I'm grassroots kind of trying to do it on my own. And I've had a lot of great Patriots contribute and I can always use more and, and would be so grateful for, but even just prayers, like prayers mean a lot. Um, and, and just word of mouth and, um, all of that would be really helpful. And I also, I just wanted to say, just to kind of bounce off of your last point that you made, um, you know, I, I think it can, it's easy to yourself and think, you know, have like that imposter syndrome or I'm not worthy or how can God use me? But God has always used imperfect people um, throughout all of history, throughout the Bible, throughout everything. And he's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people who are, like you said, willing to, to, uh, take up his cause. And so, um, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but I, um, you know, I feel called to do this and, um, you know, I'm just trying to, to, um, uh, do his will and, and just make, make a change and, 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 and to, in my area that I can, you know, and sometimes, Sometimes that's enough. So, um, yeah. So thank you so much for having me. It's really, it's a blessing to know you too, because you're, you're amazing and you've been such an inspiration to me and, um, you, you and, um, your relationship with Christ has really fed my soul as well. So thank you for having me and just thank you for being just you. We're going to have a love fest over here. You guys. (laughs) So if you're not watching this on YouTube or rumble, I would definitely suggest you do that because, uh, Jacqueline is always so poised and so articulate. And I just, I freaking love this girl, you guys. So if you're in Volusia County, make sure you're voting for Jacqueline, grab a sign, help a girl out, get them in your yard, tell your friends. I keep saying, tell your mom, tell your teacher (laughs) friends, like let everybody know Jacqueline is the grassroots candidate who has parents and teachers and kiddos at the forefront of her platform. Um, She is not beholden to anyone. And she's going to do what's right by her constituents. So make sure you go out and vote for her. And it's August 23rd, which is so important. Um, So primaries. Yes. So (laughs) if you guys don't know, school boards are usually um, elected during the primary. So unless there's something that happens where I believe it's like a, a tie of some sort would be the only way that you would actually move forward into the November elections. But If you haven't voted in the primaries before, make sure this is the primary to vote in. Um, And these positions are nonpartisan. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, they are. There's a big push to make them partisan, but as of right now, yes, they're all nonpartisan. And you do have to be either registered as a Republican or a Democrat to vote in the primary. So that's important to know as well. If you are non-party affiliated or independent or anything else, if you want to vote in this primary, you've got a little bit of time to change your party affiliation. So that is my little That's blurb. Glad you got, I'm glad you put that in there. That's a very good point that people don't think about that. That's yeah. So and I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like, Ooh, I didn't know. It means other people didn't know. Let me make yeah. sure. Do that. So thanks Jacqueline. I love you, my friend. And oh, um, I'm super excited for you and excited to come to your 
uh, winning party. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blessing to me. So I really appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel and hit the little notification bell so you know every time I post something new. Of course, check out Peace Love t-shirts as well. That's where you can get all of your All My Favorite People merch. And I'd love it if you also left me a review. Thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you next time. I will make your name famous from now on so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 45, 17. If you liked today's episode, and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.